share something which is uh, very practical and something which all of us go through in our lives so everything becomes difficult in our lives at times when we face challenges there is a tension or there is an ang great amount of anxiety in the air today that is caused by the life that we have on the face of this earth. You know, right from the missile attack that's going on in the Middle East to a small tension that is within the family, every simple thing makes us to be anxious. And we are worried. You know, since the 9-11 attack, we see people have been become so anxious about security. You know, when you board the flight, what comes in our mind? What? What did he say? When we board, our, board the flight, what comes in our mind? Fear? Anxiety? September 11? What is it? Joy. Joy. Okay, right? Yeah, if you're, you, I mean, I always say that you just make your journey joyful. Just enjoy the travel, right? Just forget about everything. But in the midst of all these things, right? I mean, when we are in the flight, we are okay, kind of, you know. But, but before the journey, there is a tremendous amount of tension within us. There are threats of war and violence. And you know what? Deteriorating health conditions. And there is so much is happening around us today that are concerning us, concerning every human being on the face of this earth. Now, even simple things like the, doing the, you know, day-to-day -day chores, Taking care of our children, you know, uh, presenting uh, at the right time for our office work. Everything becomes burdensome at some point of time for us. Now, in the middle of all these situations, the question that I have is, where is it all going to end? This morning, I would like to title my sermon as, where is it all going to end? Can you read with me? Where is it all going to end? I mean, that's a question I ask myself, Lord, if things are in this fashion, where is it going to end? What's going to happen in the coming days in our lives? It's good that we started this life, but it is very important that we need to carry this life forward and we need to end this life successfully. There are many challenges in between. And we want to make sure we live, live a good life and that life is useful, not only for our family members, even for others. So the, I ask the question, where is it all going to end? When I see, number one, too much uncertainty in life. Can you say uncertainty? There are too many things which are not certain in our lives. There, is, there are too many uncertainties that are happening that is seen today in our lives. You know, uh, uncertainty is one of the major causes of stress and anxiety and mental health conditions. The changes that are happening around us, the unexpected things that are happening to us, the things that we don't foresee, but it still happens to us. It brings too much amount of anxiety and worry in our lives. 
At times, you know what? If you don't accept uncertainties, the life is going to become very difficult. If you don't accept unexpected things happening to you, the life becomes very, very difficult. Are you with me this morning? I want you to listen to me. I want you to look at me. So what is happening in our lives is, we find it too difficult when we want things to happen in the way we expect those things to happen. You know, my personality, I really struggle at times. I plan things, but when things go off track, when things are not happening the way I planned, I find it very difficult. It only, not only makes my life miserable, I make everybody else miserable. And especially those who cause the delay and those who change their plan, I will make sure they feel it really. I mean, that's my personality. I can't just accept immediate changes. If, you know, for such a person, the life is going to be really difficult. At the same time, I see people, those who are very flexible, they don't really think about anything, they don't really plan about anything, they will just take it as and when it comes. And for those people, life becomes so easy. So we need to live with such an amount of uncertainty in our lives. You know, may it be related to global pandemic, or it may be some violence, or it may be the war that is happening, or it may be something that you are going through in your financial situation, or it may be something that, you know, you are struggling through your relationship, whatever it may be. It causes, those uncertainties causes so much of anxiety in our lives. You know, at times our minds are capable of reading our surroundings. It gets a sense of what is happening around us. And we, that triggers anxiety from within us. That triggers worry from within us. We don't need something else to happen. Our mind is capable of sensing things that are happening around us. And we become worried. We become worried. And I'm talking about something just real that I'm going through, you're all going through in your lives. Majority of the people in the Bible, we see they go through such struggles and anxieties and doubts in their lives. You know, God at times, he wants us, in fact, all the time, God wants us to starve our doubt and he wants us to feed our faith. Can you say that with me? Star your doubt and feed your faith. Do not, don't feed your doubt. The more we feed our doubt, the more we become, we, we become, you know, we become so anxious and we become so worrisome. Jesus, when he walked into the room which was closed, disciples were so afraid. And they closed, they shut themselves and they were so afraid. And Jesus walked into the room and everybody believed that it is Jesus, Jesus, except, except, are you listening? Except Thomas. And what did he say? Unless I touch you and feel, I'm not going to believe. And you know what Jesus said, John chapter 20, verse 27. Can you read that together? Then he said to Thomas, can you read with me? Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hands here, hand here and put it in my side. And what did he say? Do not be unbelieving, but believing. God wants us to believe in the midst of the uncertainty that we are living with. God wants us to believe. Uncertainty and doubt, very soon they are going to result in anxiety and stress. 
which we cannot handle, which we struggle to handle. You know, at times we worry about things that we cannot handle. We worry too much about the things which are beyond our control. We know for sure that there is nothing we can do about it. Have you come across such a situation? Things are, you know, just over, over your head. You can no way you can do anything about it. But still we worry. As if we have the control in our hands. God wants us to stop worrying about things that we cannot control. We read that in Luke chapter 12, verse 25, reading from NIV. Can you read with me? Who of you, Jesus is asking, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Jesus is so generous. Can you add one second to your life extra? No. By worrying things which are beyond our control, someone else has to take a decision on that, and we worry about it. And our worry is not going to result in anything. And this morning I pray, God, you would speak to us. Where it's all going to end, that is our question. If we go in this fashion, Lord, where are we going to end? When unexpected things happen to us, we must remember the sovereignty of God. Can you say sovereignty? That simply means God is the ruler. He is the ultimate power. He is not the work of our hands. In our, not even the imagination of human being, God is sovereign. Can you say that with me? God is sovereign. That means God is above everything. He is into your business. He is into your business. He is into your business. He is into all of our businesses. God is above everything. God is sovereign. He is ultimate. He is ultimate control over things in our. You know, this takes little time for us to understand. When David says, you are the very present help in times of trouble, how do we visualize, God, you are there, you are present? You know, that's a concern. This morning, I pray, God, you would help us. Psalm 125, verse 2. Can you read with me? As the mountains surround Jerusalem. Read with me out loud. So the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. You know, Lord surrounds his people. I want you to believe. You know, everything is possible by faith. Everything is possible by believing. Today, when things are not happening in our lives, we don't believe. We don't see God in that situation. We try our level best to do everything without God. And then finally, we will come to God. By the time it is too, are you with me? Too late. God wants us to believe that he is with us. God wants us to believe that we are surrounded by God. Then again, I ask the question, where is it all going to end? Number two, when I look at my own situation, when I look at my current situation, my question is, where is it all going to end? That's a fear inside of us. I want you to think about your own situation right now. Lord, where is it all going to end? There are two areas that came in my mind. Number one, when we think about our children. When we think about our children, the current culture, the lifestyle in this nation, in the schools and in the universities and in the workplaces, our doubt, our worry and our fear is how our children are going to survive in this nation. Forget about this nation, any part of the globe. How our children are going to survive if our generation is going to such a difficult time. How the next generation is going to survive, that is a concern. 
what our children are getting exposed to today what our children are expected to do certain things which probably we would have never done in our lifetime but then they are expected to do otherwise they can't survive in this nation fear will our children will they make it and now they may be in a safe environment now you may be taking care of your children until they are three or four and you know sometimes we do homeschooling too just to protect them just to take care of them or you may put them in a private school just to make sure that you provide them a good atmosphere and surroundings and remember they are going to get into the higher levels higher grades and they are going to get into the university I wanted to put my son in the public school just for the reason that you know let him get used to it I don't want to give a surprise you know all of a sudden when he comes to 12th grade or university that's our worry we want to take care of their protection now they are protected and we want to make sure that they are, they are good even when we are gone our worry and our concern is how their lifetime is going to be how they are going to handle things will they get married to the right person will their life will be getting settled ever in this nation we worry about all these things lord how things are going to happen in the future you know sometimes we see our teenage girls and boys you know growing and coming up and then they are just not no more the same they are totally changed they are totally different this is not the girl this is not the boy i brought up but they are they are totally different when they go out they pick up things and if they even pick up wrong things in their lives and at times as parents we find it difficult our worry and our anxiety is lord how am i going to take care of them how am i going to do how they are going to take care of their lives isaiah chapter 54 i want you to take this as a promise and when you pray for your children just pray the scripture over them can you read with me all your children shall be taught by the lord and great shall be the peace of your children i want you to believe the scripture for your children for their future you know god is the one who can take care there is nothing much we can do they are just out of our control but you know who is in control the sovereign sovereign god your children shall be taught by the lord and great shall be the peace of your children I ask this question where is all going to end when I look at the current situation the number two thing that I always worry is the current health conditions the current health conditions that we all go through I remember when I go to the doctor my doctor earlier days she'll be very happy to show me the report she'll turn the screen and then ask me to look at the screen and then she runs me through that report that 10 page report right blood work report and everything is perfect it's all fine it's all fine it's all good and he said you know your health is really good just keep doing what you have been doing right and the prescription but now when i see my daughter doctor my, my eyes will be rolling through the report to find out where are those bold heights you know what it means where are those uh, indications right those marks and even nowadays they appear in red color i just look for those and i do find many heights there they appear in bold and red and i asked my doctor lord not lord doctor what do you think about this i see many heights bold heights in my report in my blood report sometimes she ignores and she says you are 50 plus anyway 
And you are an Asian. You know, some of those figures show up high because of our... Yeah. And sometimes she says that, you know, you are already high on the prescription. I can't even increase it more. Live with it. Or if you are not happy, she'll say, I will refer you to a, a specialist. The question is, where is it all going to end? I want to live for the rest of my life. And my question is, where is it all going to end, Lord? Where is it all going to end? What are you going through in your life? What are you handling? Do you know about your health condition today? What are you dealing with today? Do you have that question? Sometimes we think that, Lord, how, can we, how long we can manage with this condition? The amount of medications nowadays people take, there is so much of side effect to it. How are we going to handle it? Lifelong, you are put on that medication. There is no way you can escape out of it. I mean, nowadays, doctors won't talk about doing exercise and diet. I mean, there are good doctors, exceptions, right? But then, but you know what? That's very true because sometimes things are not going to change no matter what you do because your life condition, your body condition in such a fashion that you end up in taking those medications day after day, end of your life. Where is it all going to end? Where is it all going to end? And we ask God, Lord, why my children are sick all the time? I want to send them to school. I want to send them to daycare. Like, why? They are all sick all the time. God wants us to take care of our health. But more than everything, God wants us to also believe. Shall we just read those two scriptures, beautiful scriptures? Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Can you read with me? So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you if this is the word of god it never lies if this is god's word if this is spoken by the mouth of god it never lies all that we need to do it we need to believe the scripture and we need to apply the scripture in our lives we need to apply the scripture over the life of our children let's read one more scripture exodus 15 26 and God said, if you diligently, read with me, heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what, it is, what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Where are these scriptures today? Why they are not working today? If God said that so, you and I need to apply, you and I need to believe, and we need to apply that in, in our lives and see whether God is doing a miracle. And I'm sure God will do because he never lies. There are certain things that we need to take care of, of course, from our side. But God wants us to believe in him. The question again is, where is it all going to end, Lord? Number three, when I see what others are going through in their life. When I see what others are going through in their lives, I have a question with me. Do you have that kind of question in your life? Do you ask any time? No. It's better to ask questions. You need to ask questions. Better have some more questions. Then they will find an answer. If you don't have a question, there is no answer. So to find a better answer, you need to have a better question. So my question is, Lord, where is it all going to end? When I see what others are going through. 
Even if it doesn't happen to me, but today I hear about it, that it just happened to somebody else. When I hear that my heart breaks, you know, at times being in the ministry, we are expected to be part of what people are going through. I remember some point of time in our lives, a believer, and she, uh, I can't name her, she, she had her brother diagnosed for tongue cancer. And you know what we did? We just, just felt that as if it is our own brother, our own family. We just rushed to her house. And three or four hours, we were just sitting and praying and crying out to God. God healed him. God healed him. Amen. Today, he is doing very well, great in one of the states of North America. At times, we feel sick. When somebody is reporting sickness to us, we feel sick. When some of you lose your friends or your family members, we feel there is death in our house. We feel that. We feel death in our house. We pray with them, we cry with them, and we do everything when people lose their lives. But by seeing all these things, the question is, Lord, where is it all going to end? Where is it all going to end? A few years before, when I heard that one of my distant cousins, she had to go, go through a mastectomy. When I heard that from her, you know, I was just literally crying. Because I remember in my childhood that she was just a beautiful girl. And she would have never expected that such things will come to come, it will happen in her life ever. And she had, she started a marriage life, but then you know, life took a turn. And it was a terrible life for her. She went through terrible hardship during her first marriage, and then she got married again. And we thought everything is good now, settled down. But then I heard this news that she went through this major surgery. Last month, I felt that I need to call her again. I called her again and asked her, how are you doing? She doesn't want to talk much. I asked her, how are you doing? And she said, my uterus just got removed. And my mom was with me. My question is, where is it all going to end? When I look at something happening to somebody else, where is it all going to end? Where is it all going to end? What is this life, body parts getting removed one by one? Is that the life God expects us to live? That's my concern today, that's my question. Where is it all going to end? Where is it all going to end? Last Wednesday, I was meeting somebody in the hospital. Just, we were just sitting across and then we just started a conversation and this man was just limping around and I asking him what is happening in your life. And he said, until I was 50, everything was good in my life. I never had any problem with my knees. But when I crossed 50, I never had any accident, never had any fall. But you know what? There's too much of pain in my knee. I can't even walk. Until 50, life was, you know, not, not even just moving forward. It was just very slow. But, you know, when you cross 50, life is going to take a steep run. And, you know, it's going to crash soon. I wanted to think about, you know, we are living in this life that's so fragile. That doesn't mean that, you know, we are all going to die. No, 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 I'm not just talking about it. I'm just talking about my question that needs to be answered. My question is, where is it all going to end? Where is it all going to end? 
But it's not a surprise. We can't be surprised, you know, by this question. It's a fact of life. In fact, Jesus warned us and he told us, you know, in John chapter 16, verse 33. Can you read with me? John 16, verse 33. These things, I mean, whatever we are talking about, Jesus said already, these things I have spoken to you, that you, that in me you may have peace. Other than that, whatever we spoke just now, I don't think you would have lost your peace. You know, you came to church with a peace, little bit of peace. But then when I said all these things, probably you would have lost your peace. Exactly, that's what Jesus said. These things I have spoken to you. Jesus spoke about war and this is coming, that is coming and all those things. The disciples were totally terrified and Jesus said, these things which I have spoken to you, that you may have peace in me. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Even if Jesus had to go through all this trouble and he had to overcome he is calling us to be overcomers. We will go through all these things, but still we will be overcomers. We can never guarantee that life is going to be out of difficulties and out of trouble. But we will go through all these things and we will overcome. My final question today, where is it all going to end? As we don't see a way out. As we don't see a way out. I want you to imagine disciples just caught in the storm, in the middle of the storm, in the boat. There was no way out for them. They were disciples. They were fishermen. They know how to control. The sea was not new to them. The boat and the wind and the storm, nothing was new to them. Everything they would have handled hundred times in their lives. But when their boat was tossed in the wind and the storms, disciples could not see any way out. So it was a distressing moment for the disciples. They were about to die. They were literally about to die. They were about to die. And in their distress, they called and they asked, Teacher, don't you care for me? Don't you care that we are, not, we are perishing? You know, it was a distress call. Don't you care that we are perishing? Mark chapter 4, verse 32. Can you read with me? But he was... In the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not that we are do you not care that we are perishing? You know, that was a moment when they were thinking, where is it all going to end? You know, sometimes even today we hear that so many fishermen, fishermen, when they went to the ocean, they never returned back. They never came back. So disciples were in that moment, they were asking, where is all going to end? I think it was an announcement of Mayday. They were just screaming, Mayday, Mayday. It was a SOS call, I think. They're saying, where is it all going to end? Don't you care, Lord? Don't you care? They have a feeling that they are stuck. This morning I want to talk to you. Or do you have that feeling that you are stuck in this relationship? Do you feel that you are stuck in your situation that caused by you, by yourself? Do you feel that you are stuck in this situation that was totally unexpected, but you end up in being in that situation for a long time now, and you don't see a way out? And this morning, God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. We are just going to pray in a moment. I read a story about a man whose name was Jim. 
and he was very strong and he was very healthy all along in his life but suddenly sickness struck him and he, he became bed he, be, he became to be in the bed and he had only one daughter who's supposed to take care of him take care of Jim and she was perfectly faithfully taking care of Jim and Jim ended up in, ended up in continuing to be there in the bed for some time some time now many years so the doctor, daughter, she works and she used to prepare everything and keep everything near the side of Jim's bed and then she used to go to work. So one day she decided, let me call a minister, a pastor to pray with Jim. So she called the minister and she went to her work and the minister came there and Jim was just lying down in the bed and the minister saw an empty chair that is kept next to the side of Jim's bed. And when Jim came here, Jim thought that, you know, uh, sorry, pastor came here and pastor thought, Jim, he already knew that I'm coming and that's the reason he has put the chair, empty chair for me. And Jim looked at the pastor and he asked, who are you? And the minister introduces himself. And the minister said, I thought you were coming. You know that I'm coming. That's why you put an empty chair. And Jim, with his fragile voice, he said, can you close the door? And the minister went and closed the door, the locked the door, and he was just surprised, what is happening? And he asked him to bend over to Jim, towards Jim. And the minister bent over towards Jim. And he told him, I did not tell this to anybody. I did not even tell this to my own daughter. Five years before, one of my friends came to visit me. And he asked me, Jim, do you know how to pray? And Jim said, I don't know. Have you ever got to gone to church? He said, yes, in all my lifetime, I used to go to church every Sunday. But do you know how to pray, how to pray? I don't know. People can come to church, but they don't know how to pray. So Jim did not know how to pray. And he told him, taught him how to pray. And he said, I don't believe really I'm a Christian but I don't think I believe if I see Jesus I'll believe you know some of our problem is that right we don't really believe we want what we want a vision and how many years we are waiting for a vision God wants us to believe his word and Jim could not believe and you know what this friend told a good thing he told you put an empty chair there and whenever you want to pray look at the chair and believe that Jesus is here because his word says I am with you always you believe that I am there and sorry Jesus is there in the chair and you pray and you know what pastor from that day onwards every day when my wife sorry when my daughter goes to work whenever I get time hours together I look at the chair and I pray and he, my friend also told you need to just converse as if your friend is talking to another friend and myself and Jesus we both talk hours together once my daughter leaves for work she doesn't know this and I believe and the pastor said it's a good thing Jim you keep doing continue to do what you have been doing and pastor prayed for Jim and he applied oil and prayed and he went home two days later the daughter called the pastor and he said Jim died. The pastor asked, did Jim, Jim die peacefully? And she said, yes. 
But there was a strange thing I could not understand. Can you help me understand? Morning, he called me into the room. I came into the room. He asked me to bend down. I bent down. And he kissed at my neck. And he loved me so much. And he, in fact, blessed me as a only daughter. And when I went home, went to work and came home, came back, <laughs> I saw a strange thing. I saw Jim kneeling down, leaning on the chair, and putting his head on the chair. And that's how he died. Can you all arise this morning? Jesus is in the midst of your situation. The minister's eyes were filled with tears. Don't you think that you have, don't have anybody to lay your head? Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. Even in your worst situation, I want you to believe that he is with you. Daniel believed that in the lion's den. He was just laying his head on Jesus, on the rock, the solid rock. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were just believing. They were just laying their heads on that rock. Don't ever think that you don't have anybody else. I want you to believe this morning. You are not believing Jesus. You are not believing that God is with you. Even if you forget everything that has happened today, I want you to take this only one thought. Jesus is with you in the midst of your situation. You are not alone. In Matthew 28, 20, I read the scripture. I usually read it from KJV, King James Version. I like that version. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Don't you worry, thinking that where is it all going to end? This morning God has spoken to you. He doesn't want you to lose that hope. Nothing else will take us to the other end other than the trust and hope that you have in the Lord. Everything appears to be with you today, but everything is going to be eventually taken out of each one of us. And it was going to be Jim and the chair where Jesus was. Many saints of God, people of God in their deathbed, they were just all alone, no family members around, nobody else was around. But Jesus was with them. Because he promised that he will be with you until the end of the age. This morning I want you to believe. Matthew 28, 20. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He is going to be with you. No matter what you go through, is your situation bothering you? Are you asking the question because of your situation, where is it all going to end, Lord? God wants you to believe this morning that he is with you. He is with you. 
the solution giver for your problem is with you can you just believe just only that this morning I want you to trust in God, Lord, and tell him and declare it, Lord. You are with me in my situation. Can you just declare it to God this morning and tell him, Lord, you are in my situation, oh God. I want you to see, visualize your situation right now. (laughs) Can you do that right now? I want you to visualize the situation that is making you to ask this question, where is it all going to end? I want you to imagine that situation right now. And you, I want you to declare, Jesus, you are in the midst of my situation, oh God. May it be your health condition, may it be your financial struggles, may it be your relationship, may it be your children, may it be whatever it may be this morning. I want you to tell, I want you to declare, Jesus, you are in the midst of my situation, oh God. You are in the midst of my situation. Hallelujah.